Oh, the picnic. Why is that? Because uh, that's something that people don't understand. You know, have the, remem the people, you have drummer listening to uh, Connie Williams and they want to do stuff like that. And uh, it's hard to play with them because they don't realize with Tony, you always, whatever he was doing, you would always know where he is. Why is that? You cannot, just the way he plays the stuff, the way. Because he knew where he was at, right? Yeah, it, you know, it's just, not only he knew, but you can hear it. It's the way he plays the stuff. It's not a mystery, you know. Uh -huh. Great drummers are like that, you know. They have that French drummer, André Ciccarelli. Okay. I just played with, you know, in, uh, in Nice, you know. Yeah. A friend of mine is from Nice. He's like that also. You play with him, he's going to make some amazing things, but you know where You're he never is. Lost. Never lost. Because the, the thing, and they have a way when they do fills to go back to the beat. Right. And it's similar with uh, people like uh -huh. Billy Cobham, you know, Tony, there's a way when they come back. So I'm right. used to that because I grew up playing with that Ciccarelli. So I know, I know where, where it is, is I can hear right. it. And the first time I played with the Tony Williams, that's what happened. That was, a, it's a Stanley Clark called me because they were doing a concert. It was with the Chicoria, Algero, Stanley, Tony Williams. It was at the Santa Monica Civic, I believe, okay. auditorium. Yeah. And uh, that was the time where uh, Stanley had uh, that hit pre da do da do da do ding ding with the piccolo bass. I remember that, yeah. So Stanley called me and said, oh man, can you come and play the bass? I want to play that tune. I said, all right. So I went before, put my amplifier, you know, ready to play, you know. In fact, if you look at the, the album, if you have the vinyl, The Joy of Flying, hmm. There's some pictures of uh, Tony on the drums. Yeah. And they took the picture of the thing you can see, my cabinet bunny. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> it's the picture. That's cool. So anyways, I was sitting down, you know, waiting, they were playing, and suddenly the chick said, oh, let's play the, let's call Bunny, let's play the, the tune, you know, okay. let's play, uh, you know, a silent afternoon, quiet afternoon, I think that's mm -hmm. the name. Mm -hmm. So I get up, you know, and nobody says anything. I walk in front of the drums and, you have Tony looking at me, bizarre, you know. Nobody said anything. <laughs> I just went plug in, you know, and we start playing, and he, he threw bombs all over the place. Yeah. You know, it didn't bother me, I just played the thing, you know. <laughs> and then at the end, you know, he, he stand up, he say, Hi, my name is Tony. It's, it's difficult to find good bass players like oh, you, you know. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's how I had got a gig with him. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> he was throwing all those things all over the place. And, no problem, I know. I just wow. keep the thing going, <laughs> whatever that's, happens. That's cool. But that's why I realized there's something similar <laughs> with a, a great drummer. When they go back to the thing, I know exactly where they are, right. I come back. You know, so. I remember being in um, Japan with you and um, we were at the Kyo Plaza and Tony was there. So it was you and Wacko and me. And you knew Tony, so you said, I'm going to go see Tony. Maybe John wanted to meet him or something like that. And we went to some other hotel near the Keo Plaza and you introduced Tony to me and to John. Do you remember that? Mm, I don't remember yeah. at all. But I was just like, he had, he had a thing about him. Like oh like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's kind it's, of a force. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And it, but it was, uh, people don't know the inside, it was uh, very adorable. He was really nice, very adorable. People get afraid of him. Mm. You know, so. Because uh, what he did when he was 17 years old, Miles told him to grow a mustache and act tough. Who, who, said, who told him? Miles Davis. Miles told him that? Yeah. Grow a mustache Yeah, because and act he tough. was only 17. He was not supposed to play in some clubs and things like that, so just act tough and all that. And he got that thing, that he kept that thing. The persona. That, the persona that people thought he was. But he was actually very, very, very nice. Mm. But I remember playing at the Lavender the Sky with a. It was with a. <coughs> Aldi Meola, it was Chikoria and Tony Williams, I was the bass. And we start doing the sound check. And you know, I'm not, you heard me, I'm not a loud bass player, no. you know, I'm just, no. and I was thinking, you know, playing, and the chick say, the bass is too loud, you know. I was going to turn down, <laughs> Tony Williams, no, the bass is just fine, he has to hear himself. <laughs> chick, we like, That was, that was what a great story. Yeah, yeah, he just like what a great snapped him. It was like, stop. You know, so. Wow. He needs to hear himself. I love that. 
he just like snapped at him, you know. So Did you just ever to show feel you that? And because of that person, nobody said it. Right, it <laughs> helped you though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I could have turned it down. It was right. not a big deal, you know. But I was like, okay. <laughs> did you ever feel like? Um, did you ever, when you were in those moments, when you're playing with guys like that, did you ever feel like, wow, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah, that's. I have a, I have a, I have a better one because they were all like that. It was just like a, a dream con, come true, you know. Not even a dream because I didn't, as I say, no expectation. I never thought. And uh, uh, I used to listen to uh, the first uh, Return to Forever with Ayato and Flora Puyorim oh, yeah. and Stanley. Yeah. Uh, like a light as a feather and uh, mm -hmm. in some time ago, whatever it was, you know, those yeah. two first albums. And, uh, you know, I love it, the pride bass, you know, the way he played of the bass lines, you know. That guy came out with some crazy bass, I loved yeah. it, you know. Yeah. So, uh, and one day they did a reunion of the band. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, Stanley, and Stanley called me, hey, hey, hey Bunny, uh, I cannot go to the rehearsal, can you, can you go please for me? Yeah. So I went over there, you know, to play. You know? <laughs> And that was the that band for me was up there in a bubble, you know. So, and wow. suddenly I was in the bubble. Oh, like, that's cool. <laughs> Chikorea, I say, oh, here, here's, here's the charts. I told him, I don't need any charts. Just oh. stop playing. <laughs> oh, I knew all of them by heart. You know, wow. no, I don't need any charts. Just stop playing. <laughs> wow, that's cool. And that's the only uh, records actually knew the bass. I don't know any other, but that one I really loved. I learned all the tunes, you know. So I knew exactly, you know, no chart, no thank you. I don't need the chart, thank you. That's rad. <laughs> that is so rad. So I did the rehearsal, you know. I didn't yeah. do the, you know, but I did the rehearsal. But you, but you, it didn't freak you out at all? Because that you, that, you looked up to them or you liked their music? No, no. Because you were ready, that's why. Because you, you had Yeah, it. you just you do what it. you have to do. That's yeah. what it is. You know, if you start yeah. analyzing, then you never go anywhere. No, you just go and do your best, and that's what it is. You know, that's what it is. You right. just, just do it. That's what you do. Right. You know, so. Now, today, when you write music, what is your process? Is there that's, that's somebody just asked me that okay. question. It was one of my students yesterday. Yeah. He's a lawyer. And for him, you know, he was he thought that, uh, and I explained to him that uh, basically when you go into art, you're actually connecting with your higher self. Yes. People, maybe they want to call it the soul, they want to call it the whatever they want to call it. It's your higher self. Mm -hmm. Your higher self is connected to you, yeah. but it's connected to other you, okay? It's not only one, it's, it's just like a hand, that's the higher self and you have a, you know? Right. So, the higher self have the knowledge of the whole. We don't know really, you know, when you are a human being, you, we lost the, the connection. We don't know that we have the connection. Okay. That's what I tell people. If you forget a name, stop looking for it. Yes. It's going to come. Yes. Because it's there. But people are trying to, uh, no, no, stop doing that. You stop and you'll see, up, it's going to pop out. Yes. Because that's when you, you ask, your higher self is going to give it to you. But right. Let him do that, you know. Yes. Don't put. Don't get in the way of it. Yeah, don't get in the way. Let it happen. So yeah. when you play music, it's the same thing. You start, you have an idea, you want to play something. And then that's when you're connecting. And usually it's, it's going to, give you the information from the right place that you need. Do you, do, do you, does it come out all at once or do you piece it together? Or well, you, you kind of, uh, you kind of piece it together because you start, you have an idea, and then yeah, oh yeah, I'm going to go there, blah, 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 blah. And that's the, the question that I always ask myself, is sometimes I'm listening to the, some stuff I compose, it's like, how did I come up with that? <laughs> you know, and uh, that's right. why because it's uh, my higher self and uh, it's just connecting, maybe right. connecting to somebody who plays the piano. Right. It could be that or whatever. Right. You don't think about that part. I don't, you know, you right. just end up doing it. So I compose many times on the piano, but sometimes I compose with the bass or the guitar. 
But most of the time, uh, I'll come with a piano most of the That's time. That's where you started. Usually I put some nice chord changes and then I pick up the bass and make up, play the melody. Okay. Because as I was mentioning, I'm good with melody, so yes. if I hear chords, I'm going to come up with a nice melody, so right. that's what I do. But right. as I say sometimes, I listen, how did I come up with these chords? <laughs> it's like, right. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's my higher self that came out, came out with it, and I don't know where he took it from, yes. you know, so. Yes, but that that's, that's really important, because to explain that to people, it's just, you have yourself, but you have your higher self, right. and uh, Praying works because yes. it puts people in contact with the higher, the higher self. self. Yes, right. And the higher self puts people in the right place at the right moment. Mm. Going backwards, like with the Brazilians, yep. I was, uh, you know, practicing all the time. And I was uh, hired by a, a Brazilian pianist singer. Her name is Tania Maria. Okay. Killer. We're talking about serious singer and pianist. You know? Awesome. And. Uh, uh, I was uh, uh, playing with her, you know, and as I say, I, I didn't have any expectation whatsoever. And we toured in Europe, and then we were playing at the Ronnie Scott Club in London. Oh, yeah. And I was, you know, playing every night like that, and every night there was a guy, you know, with a glass of cognac, you know, so, hey, you know, <laughs> I have no idea where it was, you know, saying, hey, man, you know, there's only... Stanley, Jaco, Jeff Berlin, and you, and that's it. Emilo, uh, yeah, th thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nice guy, you know. And the guy was, uh, every night he was there. You know, we were there for, for a week, you know, Monday to Sunday. And uh, on Saturday, he said, oh, tomorrow, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to come. Okay. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's awesome. He said, no, I'm going to go see Chikoria. Oh, great, that's a good idea, go see yeah. Chikoria. Yeah. That's when he toured with uh, Rick Laird on the bass. Oh. He was with a kind of a big band. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I say, yeah, he say, no, no, but I'm going to tell him to come to listen to you. He said, oh, yeah, yeah. You went like that on his shoulders, <laughs> yeah, bring the whole band. <laughs> so you didn't believe it? No, I didn't know. I didn't know he was his friend, and I didn't know that uh, actually uh, Chikoria was looking for a bass player to replace Stanley Clark, and he tried uh, a lot of them, you know, and there was nobody to fill the shoes. So he went down, and uh, that's how I got the gig. He heard me play, say, uh-oh. Oh, that's huge. He what left, happened to that he, guy? He, he, what happened he, to the guy with the cognac? Oh, it's uh, Patrick Moraz. It was Patrick? Yeah, Patrick Moraz. It was Key, Patrick? Keyboard of, uh, you know, Yes and the Moody Blues. Right. That was my friend Patrick. Oh. Thanks to him, he's the one who, it was, it was him? It was him. I didn't know. That. I didn't know at the time who it was. I have oh no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. That's so, that sounds like Patrick. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as I was saying, there's no expectation. I had no idea. And then, I, you understand? Right. You, you do the best you can with what you have, you know, and keep going, reaching your goal, your internal goal. Of, you know, I want to be able to do this and that. Yeah. And thing will happen. Right. Right. You don't have to worry about it. Right. <coughs> Worrying about it will mess it up. Yes, because if you start thinking, oh, I want to be playing with, uh, I had no idea we'd play with Chick Corea, Harvey Hancock, Donnie Williams, and, you know. <laughs> I love I that did, story I, about Patrick. <coughs> yeah, you know, I didn't know. It's just like, yeah, bring the whole band, you know. And he came with, uh, it was uh, uh, Tom Breckline and, uh, oh, yeah. uh, and Chick came right. to the gig. Right. Yeah. No, so. yeah. <coughs> That's awesome. And the drummer was that amazing drummer, Andre Ciccarelli, mm. playing. And uh, Tom Breckland was told me that he was worried. Oh. <laughs> because when he heard the drummer, he was worried to lose his job. Sure. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. the guy is really like something, you know, Ciccarelli. That's yeah. really like... You've told me, talked about him many times over the years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, yeah. That's why he was when he told me later on, I was worried, man. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, um, I was talking to Wacko about um, uh, electronic music. And, um, you know, there's all kinds of people that make music now with no traditional instrument. Uh -huh. Maybe they use a... Basically, the mixing council became an instrument. Yeah, the DJs are musicians. EDM, yes, they're musicians. They consider themselves being musicians. Yeah. To these people, 
you can say, it's not one of my lines, it's uh, just can they pray. Can you make music without electricity? <laughs> That's interesting. That's and, interesting. Unless they're playing some kind of drums, they can't. <laughs> right, right, right. But, but let's say you, I'm not yeah. saying that to criticize. No. What, I, what I'm, I'm saying that because I feel bad that uh, you're calling a DJ a musician. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a DJ. Why, it's why not that? a musician. It's a DJ. The guy knows how to count, count until four, and yep. he can put little pieces of thing together. Right. It's not a it's not a musician, you know. So, but isn't a but isn't it, because you, the, yeah. the, their creation harmonically <coughs> is kind of sad, you know. I mean, we're talking about it. It's not really a, a creation right there, and on top of it, most of the time they put a wrapper on it. Yeah. And as uh, Stevie Wonder puts it, puts it. It's like if there's no melody, you cannot call it music. <laughs> interesting. That's interesting. You know, it's a, I'm mm -hmm. just paraphrasing Stevie Wonder. Right. If there's no melody, you cannot because, call it. Because couldn't music. you say that a, a producer kind of does a, a version of what a DJ does? In that, like a Quincy Jones, when he makes music, he he cuts together sections of the music to create. For, yeah, um, but he's got a knowledge, he's a trumpet player. Yeah. And he knows about music, he knows if somebody plays something wrong, he's going to hear it. Right. He knows exactly and can tell him what to do. Right. You know, the, the, you can, you know I'm going right. to give you a producer. Okay. Uh, Phil Ramone. Yeah. Phil Ramone. I did a record, it was in New York, for Michael Green. And Michael asked me to write... Michael a, Green was the guy that ran the... Academy Awards? Yes, that was him. Okay. He's a killer singer, plays saxophone and piano. Very okay. good. Okay. And it was a, a record for him. I have to give you copy because it's killer. Okay. It's with Simon Phillips on drums. Oh, killer. I mean, it's okay. killer. Cool. Yeah. Michael Brecker, the last recording of Michael Brecker. Wow. I'm on the record. Wow. <laughs> you know. yeah. I'm on the record. Right. So, Phil Ramone, producer, yep. engineer. True. You have a problem in the sound, you can go on the board and correct the thing. You know, right. Then, <clears throat> you know, I wrote a, a horn arrangement for one of the tune. Okay. And I had to go. You know, they didn't have time to get to it. So, and they told me, oh yeah, just give the charts to uh, Phil. And so I go pick up the, the charts. You know, and then uh, Phil pick up the chart like that. And the oh yeah, that's gonna be good. Yeah. He just sight read singing the line. <laughs> that's Ramon. A, Ramon. That was the real producer from the time. And that's why the guy was so famous. The real McCoy. Not only so he had a, a musical a, background. Yes, violin player, perfect pitch. Okay. He could sight read anything, you know, and all that. And he could go to the board in New York. Right. You know, mixing and things like that. And, so, the, yeah. you know, that's why when I hear people, I'm a producer, it's just like, yeah. But kind could, could um, an EDM guy, electronic dance music guy, could he come from that same background? Maybe as a kid he played violin. Yeah, exactly. He could. He could. Yeah. He, he could. You know. But what I'm saying is, just most of the there's a lot of young people who decide to be producers. You yes. know, and they have no idea of any instrument or whatever, right. and they have a good taste. They can put things and making it sound. Okay. And uh, there is a, 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 something in vogue with a certain sound, the drums like that. Will, okay. They love to put some weird keyboard sound. Okay. You know, they, they put that together to make it, you know. Okay. And uh, I understand, And but uh, the, the, you, that goes against a bigger problem. People in the 30s and the 40s that run record company were musicians. Okay. And they would do the, the music was kill. I mean, big band music. It was the people were dancing to that. That yes. was the thing. They changed that, getting some what I call bean counters, yeah. as a you know, in the record company. And they start going to oh, no, we're gonna ask the the kids what they want to hear. No, you are the teachers. You play whatever you play. They're gonna follow it. If you play junk, they're gonna want junk. You should know. Uh, they don't because they don't know the difference. They, go, they just see the, how much money they can make. And they have no artistic view of anything. It's just like a, they want to have a lot of sales and, you know. So it became something, instead of being crafted by a musician, they, it became more about marketing. Yes, exactly. You have Frank Zappa said something 
they put it on uh, Facebook that they say they used to be those uh, record, you know, uh, executive used to you used to come with a record and uh, you, you record something and they listen to it and say, well, I don't know if it's going to work, but let's try it. Right. They would take take a, take know, a risk. Take a, they would take yeah. a risk and uh, the, the, the music was uh, fantastic. But now, no, no, it has to sound exactly like that. That's why you have some people, they're DJ, they're doing producing, they're doing the drum because they know that they're going to like it because it sounds exactly like the other one with the same four chords. Right. You know. Make cherry pie and everybody yeah. make cherry pie over and, and over again. That's over in over it's it's it sad when you're a musician. It's sad that I don't go against it. The problem is it's eating... The big, it's the same thing with jazz, smooth jazz, I'm sorry, should be called something else because it's not jazz. You have people you, with a, uh, playing soprano sounding like a kazoo soloing over two chords, and a two five, you know. Smooth jazz. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. Right. People ask me, what do you play? I play rough jazz. I don't play <laughs> smooth jazz. But there's some people who did play and it was beautiful. You have like, a, it started before, you have people like George Benson. Yes. But he was like, we're talking about a serious musician. He could play, right? yeah. Yeah, no, the guy could play. Right. Now you have those guys, they're doing those rhythm. It's just like a, don't call it smooth jazz, right. but they do. So we're losing the, 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 the significance, you know, mm -hmm. of what these things were. You go to jazz festivals now, they have funk and pop music. Maybe one jazz, you know, don't call it jazz, call it music festival, please. Right, right. And people don't even know what jazz is anymore because of uh, the, the way they advertise the stuff. What yeah. is jazz? Jazz is, you know, chord changes with nice melodies and yeah. people soloing well, over it. Who invented jazz? Well, it's the music is American. It's American. The, the American music, you know, and they pick up uh, uh, at the beginning where you have the blues players and some people start playing that with more musical knowledge and they start putting chord changes and things and soloing through the mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. and he went to the whole history you know when you go to the different kind of uh, jazz and you have a uh, Charlie Parker Dizzy Gillespie yes I actually played with Dizzy Gillespie you played Dizzy yeah oh my god I'm, I'm old that's why <laughs> you don't look it <laughs> I played with Milk Jackson oh man Milk Jackson and the, he didn't play the vibes he was playing the piano okay and it was funny because he played the chords, you know, and then when he came to his solo, he played with two like a, fingers. Like a vibe. Yeah, like he played with two fingers, you know, wow. it's funny. So it's not too many people who can say they play with... Milt Jackson, my gosh. <laughs> Milt Jackson. That's killer, that's killer. <laughs> you know, so anyway, that's the concept, you know, you can right. make it modern, like the fusion, like Miles Davis did, you know, and that's why I thinking because I love it, you know. That's what I play. I'm a, I can still play the old jazz because that's what I stopped playing anyway. Right. But uh, with acoustic bass and all that, I right. know how to play that. But uh, I, I like the, the the rhythm, you know, the with the funk and the thing with right. the, the right. fusion, uh, you know. It's right. just that's what I like. Yeah. And the, you know, at least they call it fusion. You know, because it's a, a mixture. You know, of, yeah, the mixture yeah. of thing. You understand? Yeah. So. Uh, uh, that's what I like. I like to play for me. That's what makes it interesting. But right. as I say, I love the, the, the Return to Forever when he played with the Ayato and Flora. Yeah. You know, this is yeah. like the, the killer. You know, the first like, one you're talking about. Hmm? The first one. Yeah, yeah, first yeah. yeah. The first two yeah. albums is like a. That's where he. That's where he composed his biggest hits. You know, Spain. He's right. <laughs> right. You know, so right. it's just like everybody knows Spain. Everybody. Do you, do you think jazz is? Um, Progressing? Is it going to turn into something else? Uh, it's the nah, It's. Uh, I don't see it coming to be something else. We, you can put some uh, DJ thing on the back okay. and putting some changes and thing. You can, you know, that's that's. Is that jazz? Yeah, yeah you can make it jazz that way because you you're just changing the rhythm section okay. concept. But the, you can put. And I was thinking of doing something like that with some electronic things. And in fact, I, uh, the first uh, album that I did with the Waco was called Momentum. And I that was that. the idea. And you're the I one who edit the drums. It was oh, all yeah. electronic drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, that was the idea, you know, using some new technology to make yes. the music. Yes. So there's a possibility, of course, we can probably create something. Mm -hmm. uh, but. Uh, it's just up to somebody getting into it, you right. know, to do it. Right. It's, it's up to some musicians 
go into the technology and put both things together. Right. But it's still jazz going to be a soloing of a changes. You know, that's why right. you have a melody with chords and then you solo over the chords right. and then you play the melody again, that's jazz. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that you do you want some water or something? Or? No, I'm fine. You sure? I'm fine. Um, so is your you and that's your music. Is your is your music going somewhere? Is it, is your music gonna be different ten years from now than it is today? I, I don't know, it's just a I uh, create stuff, and as I say, that uh, you don't I'm have any expectation really... of it. Just... Yeah, I'm just coming things that I like to do, and that's why I did that album with uh, my wife Kaylin. With uh, yeah. she wants to do a bossa nova, and then because I play the guitar, bossa yeah. nova, so I play the guitar. I don't need to call anybody to do that. I know exactly how to make it sound right, you know. So cool. play the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's actually easy for me. I just record the part. <laughs> when I when I talked to you about doing this podcast, that's what you were working on. Yeah, yeah, you're finishing yeah. that up or something. Yeah, it's a, the the thing is done. She just wanna the thing remixed because of the voice. You know, I'm an instrumental yeah. guy who mix everything, but okay. she may remix the thing for the voice. I don't know. Right. That's that's her thing. Right. I did my job. Right. Play the <laughs> play the, the bass. Yeah. The acoustic bass and the thing, and play some solo with electric bass, mm -hmm. you know. Right. And, and that's that's it's done, and it's fun for me. Right. I, I like that. I, like, I do that, you know. So, yeah. it's just do whatever comes up. But as I say, I'm doing working on baseball too. Yes. And have a, you know like a, a few people are gonna come play, you know. Other a few people. More, when you say that. Yeah, because more people. bass players. More bass players, because that's what it is. Baseball. Right. Right. Is right. the idea. Right. <coughs> People that I can couldn't put on the first one have people playing, and we'll see what happened with it. You know, I took a, a course in college recently on audio engineering, and because I wanted to start writing music again and using my studio, I have a little studio, a couple of Kai 12 tracks and computer and all that stuff, and um, some you know Mike Priest and all that stuff. And I was so disillusioned when I took that course because. When you and I were in the studio, we used to, I, I was in the studio with you at Time Code, okay. Patrick Morales' place, yeah, yeah. and Babyo, I think yeah. we did some Kazumi stuff at Babyo, is not like that anymore, the studio. Like, yeah. And you always knew, you, you were the guy that like, got rid of all of the hardware when we were all hanging on to it, because you knew that it was all going to sort of turn into this. Yeah, I ended up, yeah, I ended up buying, at the time they came out with, Maki came out with that great board. It was a Mackie DXB digital, okay. and I still use that board. Okay. And it's a, a you know, a, it's instead of having a long board, you know, yeah. you press a button, you go to the next 24 Modular. section. Okay. Yeah, you know. yeah. And I love it because the guy who did it uh, worked on Neve, so he made nice preamps and all okay. that. And I still use that for mixing. And I use the computer and all that, right. but uh, I can still use the compressor. And You're the on the Pro YouTube. Tools or the Logic? Or um, I'm using Digital Performer. Performer, I, yeah, yeah. I've right. been with them for a long time. Forever, yeah. And uh, it's easy for me because I know how to do you everything. Know it. Yeah. I know it. Uh, yeah. Each time I have a Pro Tools, there's always a mystery to find, uh, to assign a track somewhere. It's like you have to open something. It's just. It's true. Yeah, no, it's so easy with uh, you. You got the wave, you go now, you want to change the output, it's there. With Pro Tools, you have to open another window and uh, yes. fuck that shit, you know. So and on top of it, <laughs> it, it was good at the time because the computer were not fast enough to process. Right. So what they did, they did the, those boxes that they have, okay. which were PCs, by the way, people don't know that. Okay. That's what Inside was the box? Yeah, all, all those uh, uh, interface the card farms Pro Tools, yeah. PCs, that's what they are. And it's still PCs. And uh, so it was great because that guy, he give the power, but now with those computer, you know, with the Mac, you don't need those things at all, you know, uh, it's just the power. It's, just, it's all in the computer. Yeah, it's all in the yeah. computer, you don't right. need that. Right. And uh, they're good, they have a good way to correct stuff. The MIDI is better, you know, the, it's actually better than Pro Tools. And uh, they have a great stuff, you know, right. even... Right. Uh, if you want to correct a pitch thing, it's very nice. It's in all there. there now. Yeah, it's very good, and uh, I'm I'm used to it. Make it simple, like yeah. that. You don't have something to get in a way. I tried to look at the to, to logic, and that was totally logical. 
It's yeah. so hard, you know, to yeah. find, you know, it's very complicated, but that became the thing. People, oh, they have logic. But logic got cheap, you know, it's only 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah. It comes with a lot. Yeah, I know that's, you know, yeah. but I'm, as I say, I'm used to digital performer. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, uh, on, a, on a laptop, I have digital uh, performer 9 or 10, I don't even know. Is that an older version? Uh, it's the latest version, but okay. on my studio computer, I have 7. Why is Why? That? Because my, uh, my, uh, all my cards and all that are, are in 32 bits. Okay. And uh, it's working, so... I'm not changing anything. Right. Right. <laughs> it right. works perfectly. No. That, if it ain't broken, don't yeah. fix it. Right. People, you, they want to have the latest. No. No. If it's working, don't touch it. Don't upgrade the OS. Nothing exactly. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, because I cannot uh, upgrade. I'm like a lion or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you and don't the, want to. And uh, uh, so I do have a drive in there that has the, can have the latest one because it's, uh, that computer could do it. But I, have a, I called Apple. And they told me to go in, a, in a, you call it a terminal. Yeah. And I made that drive 32-bit. Oh, that's cool. Because you, uh, so you, you, you could do it if you, I think when you boot up and you hit a three or something, I don't remember what it was. But I uh, call and they, they, me going, they had me going mm -hmm. in a terminal mm -hmm. and I made that drive 32-bit. Right. So everything is there 32-bit, so it doesn't ask me to up upgrade because it can't. Right. And uh, it's working, so I'm not touching it. Right. Because I, I have all those cards going in the board, yeah. and I have also the reverbs and all that, uh, you know. What kind of reverb is it? Built yeah, in what's the name of that company? Uh, Not Waves. No, 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 at all. It's a card. You have a card and have all the reverbs. Lexicon or? Uh, no, no, no. If I would find the name. No, it'll come. Yeah, you know. But I remember back in the day <coughs> being on a bus with you or a van, and I was in the back seat, and you and Wacko were there on the road, maybe it was America, maybe it was Japan, and I remember having this book this thick, and I was reading it for you. You would ask me a question about uh, visions. Remember visions? Vision, yeah, yeah, that was great. I loved That was the best. Right? Unfortunately, uh, Henry Juskevich, the owner of Gibson, bought the company and killed it. Yeah. The way he killed all the company he bought. Right. You Why know, did he do that? I have no idea. That was the best. Vision I still was love the best. that. Visions. No, that was the best. Yeah. Yeah. You know, definitely. Yeah. And, and, and no, I've, I've used Logic, I've used Ableton, I've used, yeah. uh, you know, I haven't used digital performance since back in the Atari days, uh, but nobody's ever made something like Visions. Vision, Vision had something that the, nobody has, is yeah. uh, audio to MIDI. Yes, yes. <laughs> you could make Audio to MIDI, yes. Audio to MIDI, yes. I wish. You know, can you do that? I mean, it was killer. I know. You know, audio to yeah. MIDI, that was a, you know. I used to love about Visions too, you could make a little thing in like one window, a little, say the verse, and then you could go to a new window and you could make a chorus, and then you could do a sequence, step sequence, and you just go A, B, Yeah, yeah, a, yeah, B. yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, love that. No, no, that was the best. So I had to, I was forced to learn digital performance yeah. because they died. And now I know that one, I'm not gonna learn another one, I'm no, sorry. No, I wouldn't. I just hope they're not gonna die. Right. If they do, I'll keep using the old one. Right. You know, but one day I'll kind of uh, will upgrade to, uh, you know, the latest one, change the cards, but a lot of money, you know. I know. Uh, change the reverb card, change right. the card, I go, you know. Is you it know. better to do a reverb card than the, than, than the software reverbs? Yes. It sounds better? Yeah, it's a card, uh, the name's going to come back, is a, uh, and you have all of the, the reverb are like a perfect. Okay. You know, if I tell you the name, you would know who I'm, right. who I'm talking about. Right. And uh, unfortunately, if I do the 64, but then I have to change the card. Right. I wouldn't do it yeah, until no, you so. have to. <coughs> I wouldn't do it until exactly. you have to. Yeah. Some people have to do it when they have a studios to show that they have the latest. Right. But me, I don't, I'm, don't have any clients. I do whatever I want, so that's what it is. Do studios still exist? Yeah, there's still some studios because if you want to record an orchestra, you're going to need a studio. Right. But that's with great. all the microphones and right. all that. Right. But very few people need that anymore. Even yeah. Even in film, it's lots of. Uh, oh yeah. Electric music. I used to do uh, all the series that you have on the television of a uh, Highlander. Yes, I remember that. I'm, I'm the one playing the bass on all the series. Right. That's right. You know, series. Sorry. And uh, but uh, the, my friend Roger Bellon is the writer. Now does everything himself. He doesn't hire anybody. Oh. With the samples and all that, he just does everything himself. 
And that's most of the movies, that's what it is. One guy does it all. And is that, <coughs> what's the reason for that? Economics? It's cheaper paying one guy. You know, it's right. cheaper to, you know, just give him 20 grand to do the music. You don't have to pay the musicians or anything, you know. Does the product change? Does the music change when it's just one guy? Well, definitely this thing that you cannot really uh, duplicate, you know, with the live musicians, you can... Collaboration. But, but uh, I guess it's fine, you know, people don't know the difference. They're That's watching it. a movie, they don't know the difference. Right. At all. They have no idea. You know, so they don't know the difference. So, but uh, as I say, it's just uh, the new thing. You have to follow a little bit. You cannot just say, "Oh, I'm not gonna." Do. Yeah. You gotta keep following. Like I was, I was always like trying to figure out the next thing. Always. Yeah. The, my problem with uh, what's going on is just I'm tired to hear those uh, rhythm machine with a uh, sample. You know, it's not live. It's you know. So some people come up with some nice songs with it. Yes. Yeah, like the group called The Weekends. Okay. Or oh, there's another one that's very good, Heinz, Y I A N. I don't okay. find them. They're good. I like the guy, yeah. You know, so they're doing uh, nice songs, you know. Because so the they have melodies and, uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, let me look the name of the. Okay. Uh, uh, I'd be curious. Yeah. Playlist, let me try to find. Oh, maybe no, library. Zine. Zayn, okay. Zayn, Z-A-Y-N. You listen to the thing, beautiful. Right. I was playing one of his songs for the wedding, you know, Let Me, it's perfect. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah. But you don't... And you understand when you saw this, with some good musicians that are doing some very They're using nice those stuff. tools. But yes. You, but you don't like the sound of those tools because they're stagnant? They're, they don't move it's around? Or they don't doing what they're doing is fine because yeah. it's just a song and you have a nice lyrics, nice okay. groove, like it's a pop okay. Thing. Yeah. What I don't like is when you end up having that type of thing and they, they have to stick a wrapper on it. And okay. it, what's, what's terrible with those record companies, they, <clears throat> they force people to put wrappers. So you have some singers that are really good and on the middle there's a section like that, we can sell it to the rap people who like raps. The you marketing know, they, again. They, they have, you don't have to. You have a great singer. The hell with the rappers. No, they have to put a rapper. Oh no, that's what I tell you. Bean counters. Oh no, no, you gotta, you gotta put a rap. I was playing the album to somebody. Yeah. Uh, in a business of uh, baseball, you know, with Stanley Clark that we did. Uh, yeah. And uh, you know, what did he say? Oh, you, you should put some rap on on one of those things. The hell no! <laughs> you know, point. idiots. You know, they oh, you, know, you gotta put some rap. I don't care. Right. If I don't sell any album, it's okay. I don't need to have rapper. I don't want to have rappers. No. Sorry. No. For me, rapper is not music. It's mm -hmm. rap. Right. It's like poetry, if you want to call it it's like in that. It's its own category. Yeah. It's. Uh, I'm sorry. It's not mm -hmm. the same thing. It's just, uh, Why would you put and, that on something with your Stanley yeah, and, Clark? Uh, yeah. But that because the bean counters, that's the thing. Oh, you should put some rap over that. That'll be good. Oh, yeah, sure. It's horrible. No, but it's so pathetic. They're not musicians. They're not coming from a I'm, musical. I'm mentioning you that to see how pathetic they are. Right. It's like, I don't need to people to like what, what it is, you know. Right. It's like, stupid. Is there a, since everybody's doing electric music, is there a change in music companies now, today, as compared to 20 years ago? Yeah, but the problem is uh, much, you know, I mean, look at Capitol Records, okay. for instance. They used to have all those offices with people working, you know, and uh, A&R and all that. No, no right. more. Why is that? Because the, the, they the, still the sell sales, the rap? The sales they? went down the drain. Oh, okay. There's no more money. They used to make so much money selling uh, albums. Yes. So much money selling out. records and... <coughs> and all the things disappeared. Now yeah. they're like a scrambling to get the, the money from uh, Spotify or uh, iTunes and all that. And, uh, but Internet all, radio. Yeah. Internet and radio. everybody is touring. They send their people touring. Because like that, they, they have merchandising. They can sell the CDs, the T-shirts and things like that. <coughs> right. I mean, look, all those uh, labels have been bought by Universal or Warner or thing. There's no more. Right. Polydor record gone. Right. Just to name one, they're all gone. 
They don't but, exist anymore. Does that? They couldn't survive. Yeah. But but you were always sort of a DIY person. Like you, you always were interested in engineering music. You were always interested in producing music. That didn't really bother you, did it? That not at all. Because I actually bypassed them. You know. You're like, kind of ahead of the curve. I just uh, did the thing myself, and I I have a distributor. Yeah. I have a distributor company, I have my own label, so I make a record and I release it myself. Right. The problem with all those companies, they would give you like a, for jazz, $15,000 or $20,000 $20, that you spend recording and being a, a musician yeah. to make a record. And then they give you a, a dollar per album sold and you have to recoup, not only recoup the money they gave you ahead, you have to recoup their phone calls, you have to recoup all that bullshit, so you never make money. Right. That's what happened to me with my first album and my second album, like Touch and Ivanhoe. I never made money at all. Not on Ivanhoe? No. I mean, to this day I hear people just, they love that record. It's just... That's, the, no. So I finally came back to me because they were, I didn't give them the master. Thanks, you know. I only have a couple of albums, three albums that are on the master. But all the other one I do, so I put them back again with my label and all that. And uh, if I sell one, well, I'm going to make $5. Right, right. <coughs> you, you know what I mean? Right. That's the difference. Then $1 that they're recouping, you never see. They, I never made a cent with the Warner Brothers Touch yeah. and uh, with uh, Ivanhoe. Yeah. Not, nothing. Wow. Never made anything. <coughs> so if you were doing a master class at MI, at Musicians Institute, what do you tell bass players? <coughs> What's it, what is it important to be a bass player and to to do that? that you know, if there's a well, kid he wants to do that, what do you say to him? How do you do it? Do you that's that's what I was saying just before. You gotta, you know, if this really what you want to do, do it the best you can, and don't forget to play the bass. People who make money playing the bass are bass player, not soloist. You know, right. you listen to a. a uh, you know, Neil Strebenhaus, you okay. know, who played on so many records. Yeah. He doesn't play solo, he just plays the bass. He's a bass player, it sounds right. great. Right. You know what I mean? Right. A bunch of them, I name him because people don't really know that he's on so many albums. Right. Is that because he's so good at just being a team player? Yeah, just uh, on top of it, he could really read really well. Mm -hmm. Big sound and Great timing, playing bass lines. So the guy was on a million of records. Right. You know? Right. You have the, the uh, what's his name, the guy, he, was, he used to be from San Diego. Uh, um, bass player? Yeah. Okay. With a big smile, what's his name? Nathan Heast. Oh, he's great. Same thing. He's great. Killer bass player. He's the one working, he hired mm -hmm. a guy to play the bass, because he plays the bass. Mm -hmm. You know, and yes. the people don't understand that. That's the, that's the people making the money. Right, right. Playing the bass. Lee Sklar. Right. You know, yeah. all those guys, they're still going. That's killer. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Just to name a few of them, it is a, a band. That's what I tell you, people, you have to play the bass if you want to be a bass player. Don't right. go to, to a, a, you do with a, a ten string basses. Yeah. They want a bass player, they want a guitar player. <laughs> They don't get it. Yeah. So it's okay if you play your bass solo by yourself, bling, 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 the chords and all that, but right. please make up your mind. Are you going to be a guitar player or a bass player? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you understand? Yes. That's yeah. the, no, that I want to be practical. After, if it's your excitement and you want to play that, go ahead. Yes. But don't expect people to call you to play the bass. They want a bass player. Yes. Right. Right. And do a lot of students who are studying the bass, do they have... And the intention of being a soloist over a... Well, I, I had some people like that that I taught before, you know. You have a, you know, I taught uh, the Kyle Eastwood, yeah. the son of Clint Eastwood, that tours yeah. all over the world now with his own band. I know. I taught him how to play the acu acoustic bass and the electric yeah. bass. And he plays the bass, then he plays solos, because I, you know, very nicely, but he plays the bass. Yes. He knows how to play the bass, right. you know. And uh, 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 you got all the other one, you know, I, uh, Jason Chef. I helped Jason Chef. Okay. 
you know. He used to be uh, the, the bass player singer of uh, Chicago. Oh, okay, 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 right. I right. think he retired from that band now. Okay. But right. uh, uh, I gave him, uh, there's a bunch of bass players that I gave lessons like that, that mm. the, the, I told them how to remind you know, to play the bass. Right. And then I teach them to play solos because it's fun and that gives you opportunity to make, to enhance bass lines when you know what to do. Right. <coughs> I remember um, we were in, on the road in Japan and one tour, Kyle came out on that yeah, tour. Yeah, you remember he came. Yeah, it was great. He was really nice yeah. guy. You know, he's Kyle. touring all over Europe on all I the see, jazz festivals. I saw festival. him on the Facebook and yeah. Yeah, you can oh, see he's always playing right and left, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, he's got wonderful. The, he's got the right name, <laughs> you know, sure. <laughs> to open the doors sure. and he can play it, you know. So he, I like what he plays. He plays like Lee Morgan type of uh, jazz. Okay, that's what I was wondering what it was, okay. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Uh, they used to call it jazz dance. Uh, that's okay. my favorite jazz, to tell you the truth. I like that. Mm. Yeah, that's the jazz I liked. I used to listen to that. How long did he study with you? Oh, quite a while. He was every day for quite a while. Okay. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. You know, so. No, no, he did a killer job. He's a, I'm, I'm proud the guy can really play. Is he based in New York or California now? He's actually, uh, he has a house in Paris and one in Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara, okay. Right. Yeah, that's, a, right. that's cool. Yeah. I'd love to go see him one of these times when he plays in California. I, yeah, go see. You see, the yeah. band is great. I really like it. It's yeah, really good. Yeah. That's a good band, you know. Right. I did a great job. <laughs> I know. Seems like yesterday. Yeah, exactly. You know. Seems just, like yesterday. Like yesterday. So that was fun, you know. There's all the people. I did, them don't come to mind, but uh, I have a long list of people I taught, you know, and mm. they all. Good, they're right. all good, you know. Right, right now, I have some uh, older people, okay. you know, that decide to play the bass, and I like it because most people they get uh, past sixty or something, they don't want to do anything. And no, these people they decide to start playing the bass, and mm -hmm. one of them is playing with some band already. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, and uh, awesome. I have two more that, and they they're getting better wow. and better. That's awesome. So uh, I I need to uh, uh, advertise to get more students. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, four of them there. So, right, that's what it is. So, so this is the last question. Uh, this is really out of the blue. But tell me about time. Time. Well, that's the the thing I was talking about. The pocket. The pocket. You know, you really have uh, to nail things down. The way to practice. Nowadays, you can have a you can have a drum machine playing. And then you try to play bass line and put them exactly where they belong with the rhythm on. Because people will say, oh, you're going to play your lay back or play your head. Well, if you don't know how to play on, how can you be lay back or head? You know? Yes. You know, so the main thing is to, to practice to really nail the stuff down, every note you're playing. That's why it's better to simplify to be sure right. you're playing the thing down. Right. You know, you listen to. Uh, uh, Papa was a Rolling Stone. Dun, dun. Bam, 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 bam. You know, the guy just nailed the thing down, you know. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't have to be. And you listen to the, the rhythm. It's funny because uh, at the Nam show, last Nam show, I met the drummer playing that track. Really? Yeah. Who is that? I don't know. I have his oh. picture of his yeah. name, you know. Yeah. The guy who did the session. Really? Yeah. And they were just pockets, you know. Mm. And that's what you practice things like listen to the old ti old timer that they went up playing a thousand notes, they just nail the stuff down. But you you <coughs> you're, you have this thing about your time that's sort of magical, I feel. I feel like there's something oh, magical you. about your well, time. You, you're very Are you nice. born with that or do you have to work on that or both or what? It's just listening to music and playing what you hear, you know, like But you like you and you would go you go with the drummer and you get it into this zone, this magical, <coughs> it just feels so good, you know, like, can you learn that or is it just that you're born with that? Uh, I think it's just a... Uh, how, how do you not hiccup? How do you not hesitate? How do you not well, drag or it, rush? As I say, it's just practice, you know. Really? After, yeah, and you practice with a drum machine to nail them all down, then you... But you have something confidence. more than that. It's something you can't write. Yeah, because I know how to play different type of music. If I play swing, I'm a little bit ahead when I play. 
walking bass line, I'm a little bit ahead. And the thing, the ghost note that I play before are part of the, what makes it sound like that. Mm -hmm. you but, you, but, you, but your time makes me happy somehow. You have something in your time, it's, it's free, well, it's kind glad, of liberating. <laughs> I'm glad, but uh, usually it's because uh, all the music I copied trying to play and the, I heard the hmm. difference. People, like I was saying, playing Brazilian music, I yeah. don't want to play the bass. For Brazilian, I don't know how to do it. Yeah, you know, it's just like a, when I uh, when I went with uh, Chikoria in uh, we had a jazz, uh, you know, São Paulo Jazz Festival. That was the first time they were doing a jazz festival, and that was the first time that Chikoria was going to Brazil. He never been over there before. Okay, and it was with a uh, Gail Moran was uh, singing. You mm -hmm. had Tom Breckline, Don Alai some percussion, Joe Farrell on the saxophone wow. and all the Zudi on the trumpet. And uh, I was playing the bass and he, he, uh, Chick composed uh, like Hello Brazil, like a 20 minute tune that he composed, you know, with some, you know, Brazil fell, you know, of course, kind of samba stuff. And uh, uh, it was funny because uh, the, it's Warner Brothers that set up that festival. Okay. And the CEO of Warner Brothers Brazil is French. Okay. And the guy was telling me, you know, this is the best day of my life, you know. So I didn't know. You know, they always make fun of me because I'm French and the French music is true. French music, especially, uh, it's, it's still like that. They are like poets, you know. The music is just like, you know. What does that mean? Uh, just a chord, it's like a ridiculous pop music, you know, that's what it is. So in Brazil, they always have those chords and things, like, so they were making fun at him all the time. And uh, me knowing how to play the Brazilian stuff, you know, we performed like that, and he told me, the phone was ringing off the hook, because it was live on the whole Brazil. Oh. And people were listening, they wanted to know, Who's the bass player? Who's the bass player? They yeah. didn't ask for anybody. They wanted to yeah. know. Who's the bass player? They wanted yeah. to know. He said, this is the best day of my life. So at the end, we played like that. So you went on the microphone. You say, uh, you know, and I know, say, hey, it's Chick Corea, blah, 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 blah. Joe Farrell, blah, 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 blah. blah. He named everybody. Yeah. And on, and on bass, little pose, from France, Bunny Brunel. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was so, he was so happy. <laughs> that was the best. For once, he was like, damn you. you know, That's it, awesome. It was, that was funny. Because I played with all those Brazilians, so I know how to play it. And mm. that's why you're asking me how to, because I played with the guys and I learned how to play the. But I think there's I something more. I think I feel like there's something maybe in you that maybe when you let go and you connect. To something above, yes, the higher above. self coming yeah. out and doing. A, I feel like it comes yeah. out in your music because I've heard you play myself with my ears in in person, mm -hmm. and it, it's it's somehow magical. There's mm -hmm. something beautiful about it. Well, it's it's up there. I don't know where it is uh, doing it. You know, so <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. You're not going to claim responsibility for that. Huh? Yeah, you didn't. You didn't learn is. that. It's not. It's just happened. It's just yeah, happened. It just happened. To be, it just happened you know, I mean, so. those were those were some wonderful moments hearing. Hearing that, it definitely transformed me. Uh, good, good. Well, you know, as I say, this, if you listen, there's some great musicians, there's some great pianists, but, uh, you know, for me, like uh, Herbie Hancock and Chick Corea, they, they just, nobody. <laughs> there's some great ones, but yes. they have something else that, you, you know, you don't, you don't know Absolutely. what it is. It's just right. like, damn. You can't write it on paper. Yeah. You can't write it That was notation. the same with Michael Brecker. Okay. Every solo on the saxophone was always Something like, magical. Oh, yeah, I was listening to damn. Otherworldly. Yeah. Yeah. It's always like, damn, you know, so. This is the I love that. To me, that's what it's all about. Killer, you know, so it's yeah. just a, some, yeah, that's the, some people, they have something else, you know. Yes. Larry you can't Cor learn it in a lesson. Yeah, Larry Coriel would do stuff totally crazy, you know. Larry had that, that stuff, you know. Right. Yeah, that's, a, that's right, Larry Coriel, that's right. Yeah. I, I think would, he came down a time code once or twice. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was great. I love the, you know, Larry and it was a, the trio. We were, there's a trio with Alphonse Mouzon, Larry and myself. Yeah. I have to give you a recordings live. Mm. It's just insane. <coughs> you have some gems. Yes. And then, as far as those, you've handed yeah, some of those to me before. And yeah. Amazing. That's another good, that guitar player, just like a, he would step up, you know, to the bar and just like, come on with some, you have to like, he needed somebody to, Pock him, and then suddenly, yeah. like, <laughs> right. totally crazy. Right. His son is a little bit like that. Jay, uh, um, what's his name? I just listened to it. His, his son is a little bit like Julian Corleone. Yes, yes. He, he kind of plays like him. He's got the crazy stuff that I really like. I'm uh, supposed to play on the 19th of August at the Back Baby Stro. Okay. And uh, uh, if he can make it, I don't know if coming back, if he doesn't tell me. I'll have, I'll have uh, Julian playing the guitar. Mm. Very great guitar player. So. Sounds good. We didn't lose uh, Larry Toddley. We still have the right. son who plays there like you that. Right. <laughs> you know. And you played with, because um, I'm into skateboarding, you played with uh, Stacy Peralta's son. Hmm? Stacy Peralta's son. I don't know. Piano player? Didn't you play with him? No, I don't think so. <coughs> the, the name doesn't ring a bell. But I played with a lot of people I don't remember anyways. Right. But this one I would have remembered, I don't know. The piano player, this young guy recently who passed away? Oh, young jazz you, piano player? Oh, you're talking about, uh, what's his name? He died at the blue, blue well over there. Uh, uh oh, the name is gone. Right. Yeah, yeah, I played with that. It was a prodigious, the guy was unbelievable. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's the son of a famous skateboarder. Oh, yes, that's him, okay. Yeah. But what is named the son? I can't remember. I know the dad's name is Stacy Peralta. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, the guy was incredible. Right. You played with him, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We did a gig with, uh, he played with me, and we did a gig also with uh, Alan Allsworth. That's oh. Passed away as well. Yes. Drink, drank himself to death. Yeah, yeah. That's sad. When was the last time you saw... Alan Holdsworth play music? Uh, I didn't see him really play music. The last time I saw him, mm -hmm. it was at, uh, an, at an AM show. And uh, it was a couple of years before he died. Yeah. And uh, when I saw him, I have the picture and all that with Waco and all that. We okay. had to take a picture. And uh, I looked at him and I remember, uh, I remember <coughs> Bill Evans, the pianist, yep. that became all puffy. Yeah, I saw that too. And this when that happened when your liver, and uh, okay. I, when I saw him, I said, I have a picture, it's with a, uh, Frank Mbali is on the picture. And I told Frank, he's not gonna make it five years. And he didn't, it was two years. Because when the, the liver start going down, if you don't die of the liver stopping, it's the kidney failure and heart failure. And that's okay. what happened to him. When I saw him like that, I said, uh, uh, you know, that's, he's not going to make it. Five years, it'll be I saw older. pictures of him and I thought, I didn't know what it was, but I thought the same thing. I, the next he time didn't you look see, good. Yeah, next time you see somebody that's really skinny, that becomes all puffy, yeah. liver, then not going to last, that's over. They do have to go in a drastic, you know, diet, right. not drinking and stopping, right. you know, to make it back. He wasn't going to do that. And even, even there, you know, the, it's hard to make the... the it's hard to make the liver better. You, know? okay. you can try with a mass amount of vitamin C. Hmm. That would be, try, you, know, you can try that. But I don't think Alan would have done any of that. No, no, mm -hmm. at nine o'clock he was at the bar uh, drinking cocktail. Yeah. At noon he was totally blasted. He used to live next to me. I used to go see him. Where at? He was uh, in, uh, in uh, Laguna Niguel. Over he was there. over there? He was just across from the freeway. I don't remember. The, I know. It I was, that, yeah. There was a golf course there. It was next to it. Okay. And at 9 o'clock, he would go at the bar of the golf course and mm. start drinking. <clears throat> sad. That we lost sad. Him, we're losing uh, people like that. It's just yeah. like a, it, it was a waste. Yeah, I mean, he, you was, know, uh, he made such beautiful music, Alan. Uh, yeah, another friend of mine, you know, who just passed away also, uh, uh, Michael Rogers. Okay. Michael Rogers is a played steel drums. Okay. Percussions, little piano and all okay. that. He could solo 
of a jazz change, change on the steel drums. On the steel drum. mm. Amazing. Passed away, you know, little drinking was also. Okay. Yeah, no. Well, what a waste. All those people, yeah. Such a waste. You know. You know. I went, we were going to record something, actually composed something. We were going to record and he didn't make it, so no recording. So what's, what's on the um, horizon artistically for you? Well, Do you have anything in your mind as far as a new project or...? Well, as, a, you know, as I say, doing that uh, baseball too, yes. you know, after to finish that, because I had to stop to do a, a Kaylin's record. Okay. We're gonna have to start on that again, and uh, it's always difficult because uh, Stanley is always touring. Okay. Because it's the only way he can pay his bills, sure. as I mentioned before. Sure, that's what it's become for music. So it's, it took five years to do the first one to get him to come and play, you know. So this time maybe I'll have him playing less something and have other people, and we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. But he's a great, he's a great friend, you know. Always can count on him. Right. It's just as I see. From the beginning, when I was with Chicky, we were friends, you know, of pictures, you know. I have a picture with uh, me playing his bass and him playing my bass <laughs> <laughs> at a wedding of, of the then manager of uh, Chicky Ray, was Ron Moss. That was his wedding. Oh. <laughs> we were like, always nice. You know, Stanley, always one, nice. One, uh, a long time ago, you took me to Stanley's house. Uh -huh, I see. And I think I took a photograph for you and. Um, I remember when we approached his house, you could hear drums. Oh, I see. And it was him. He was playing drums. Oh, I see. And he had told us that um, he did that to keep his time. Yeah, that's, you know, people don't understand, but it's good to play. I, I practiced drums when I was in the army. Mm -hmm. There was a drum set, and I used to practice drums. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm no Dennis Chambers, that's for sure. <laughs> and just a simple stuff, but mm -hmm. it, it gives people an idea mm -hmm. when you play the bass where to put the thing, you okay. know, right. and the timing, you know, right. to, you know, to do it. It and it goes with the ghost notes. Mm. You know, it's uh, important. The ghost notes are very important. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's what makes you put the one who go in where the you know. Mm -hmm. If you do bong, 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 mm -hmm. bong, right? Uh, it's never gonna do it exactly, you have the bong, dong, dong. So it's more precise. So even if you don't play it, yes, you have to think bong, bong, bong. See, now and that's, 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 why, that's why your stuff sounds so good, because... Yeah, because I'm thinking of the one in subdividing between. subdividing up so, to the... And the drummers, they do it with the hi-hat and things yes, like that. Or the snare. Or the snare, notes. whatever, little ghost notes yep. right there, which sometimes gets in the way, I think, you know, that's, some people, I call them the ra rattle sn snare. Where they rely on that too much or it's too yeah, loud? Yeah, it's too much, you know, yeah. it's just like a, uh, you know, you have some great drummers that for me sometimes it's way too much. Like Steve Gadd's, uh, sometimes it's too much rattling. Uh -huh. <laughs> I wish uh -huh. we could hear those. <laughs> right, take some of the rattle out. Yeah, yeah, take uh -huh. some of the rattle Because <laughs> that's an amazing drummer, I love the guy. Right. But you know what I mean, just, yes. I, I mentioned him to show that even when it's perfect, you know, they could take some of them no. <laughs> a little less, you know. No, no one I think Chad Wackerman used to call that uh, turkey rock. Yeah, turkey rock. Turkey rock. Yeah, yeah, you know. Too much roll. Yeah, too much. If you do it, you have to do it with the snare being really loud when you hit tick yes then you're not gonna notice you don't hear it so much you feel it more than yeah exactly right so but that's the same thing with the bass but you have to think it that's what you're doing some of the thing you can play it but most of the time you have if you want to put it at the right spot if you subdivisions if you're doing like a pointed dotted I was thinking in French of transit, a, a, a dotted eighth note yeah. to a sixteenth. Yes. You know? Yeah. If I play that, I'm thinking duck to ding to I'm not doing bong bong. That's the problem with the classical people when they read the music. It's They're literal. not thinking the, the thing, mm -hmm. which is okay because it's not a groove thing. It's, no. It's a wave. Different it's application. A diff it's a different. But uh, if you're playing uh, funk, you're gonna have like a dick, bang, but it bent it, right. back at the bang. 
right. you're not playing, you're just thinking those. Right. Da, 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 bang, da, you know. That's why it feels that's like that? that. Yeah, that's what it makes the thing sounds good, you know. Because mm. you have to think of the best. That's, that's, that's a huge thing. That's huge. Uh, the uh, yeah. Cuban people say, you know, the note you're not playing are more important than the one you're playing. I like that. That's what they say. There's some truth to that. Oh, yeah. yeah. As I was mentioning, you know, when I say that, they did, you know, for the Brazilian, it's not the same. But they kill, these people right. kill. And I'm right. sorry. Right. Listen to the Cuban band, they're just killing. Right. They right. really nail the stuff down, the yeah. horns, everybody. Yes. They just nail it. No, it's I like a it. hypnosis. It's, yeah, yeah, it's I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I love the, the, the groove. Ooh, yeah, serious. All right, well, thank you, Bunny. Okay. Thank you. Well, thank Thanks you very much. Thanks for having a conversation with me. Maybe we could go uh, to the thing and have a beer. Okay, we'll go over there.